I might still be a monster, but I'm an evolving monster. You're listening to Dissecting Dexter. Hey everyone, and welcome back to what is another bonus episode of Dissecting Dexter. I'm joined today by Nick Henderson, who is a long-term friend and contributor to the podcast. And he had a rather exciting evening on Monday night, and he is keen to tell us about it, as keen as we are to hear about it. He struck gold. He struck it very lucky in being able to attend the global premiere of Dexter New Blood in New York, rubbing shoulders with cast and crew. And I couldn't help but invite him on to uh, to pick his brains and, and essentially just let him talk and describe the scene and share with us his experiences of, of what happened that night. So I'll not I'll not waffle. I shall just uh, lead straight into the call that I shared with Nick last night and uh, he can tell you all about it. This is the Dissecting Dexter podcast. It doesn't matter what I do. Born in blood. Both of us. Welcome home, Nick. Although I, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say welcome home when I'm <laughs> thousands of miles away, but you get the sentiment. I How do. Are you I do. I'm feeling quite good. Uh, my, my, my travel today went much better than my travel did on Sunday, which was a whole ordeal. Um, Today went much smoother, and I'm home. And it's the uh, the Dexter premiere is in the rearview mirror. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling quite good. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, so, um, obviously, you 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 were uh, you, you struck gold in uh, having an opportunity yeah. to to go to this premiere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as from your chuckle, obviously, striking gold is an, an understatement uh, for anyone who's a Dexter fan. Um, and I'm sure the listener's first question will be, how the heck did you wangle that? So perhaps uh, you could... <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it happened all very quickly. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact timeline of events. Essentially, um, so, I, you know, over the past couple months, whatever, on, on Twitter, I've been doing... I started doing a rewatch of the show uh, 96 days out from the premiere... So I watch an episode a day and then I tweet about that episode at the end of the day, just, you know, for fun, not, you know, not really expecting a ton of engagement on that, I guess. But, you know, a few people here and there noticed it and have said stuff to me about it. But um, uh, uh, John at DexterDaily.com uh, note, took notice of it. And he like I think it was must have been early last week, I want to say, uh, reached out to me on Twitter and and asked if I would be interested because, you know, he, he just noticed that I'm obviously very excited about the show. And uh, he asked if I would be interested in writing some articles for the site, specifically like recaps and uh, articles and like, you know, some analysis of the, of, the, of the episodes as they're airing specifically for the run of Dexter New Blood. And I said yes, <laughs> very quickly, because that's the kind of thing I like doing anyways. And I just, I didn't really have much of an, an outlet for it. So when he asked me if the, you know, the pieces just kind of fit together um, really well. And then we were having, an, we were just having a casual conversation because, you know, we were getting to know each other and 
Um, and then he told me that the, like a day or two before Showtime had reached out to him and offered him an invitation to the premiere. And he was like, but it, it's, it's a bummer. I can't make it because um, it's such short notice and he's overseas and it just, you know, given the state of the world and everything right now, it's just there's no way he could have made it work in the time that he had. Yeah, he's in work. Greece, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so he was just like, I mean, obviously he was very bummed that he was not going to be able to make it. And, you know, over the course of that conversation, it, I it just kind of casually became like, you know, Hey, I live in the States. <laughs> uh, if you want someone to go, I'd obviously happily take you up on that offer. Um, there's really no amount of money I wouldn't pay for plane tickets to go. Uh, if, if that was something that you, you know, I was like, I didn't want to assume, but you know, if, if, if he was looking for someone to go, I would happily go for him. And uh, he kind of jumped on that and was like, I don't know if you're serious, but uh, and I was like, I'm serious. And he reached out to Showtime and they approved the transfer of the invitation and all that. Um, and by the time we got the final approval and the transfer and I was confirmed saying that I, I was on the list, I had two days to <laughs> to figure out how I was going to get there. So like within minutes of getting that confirmation, I, uh, I booked some airfare, which, you know, surprisingly, I mean, I haven't flown since COVID was a thing, really. So I was pretty shocked to see how affordable airfare was, which just made it that much more, you know, it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, obviously. So yeah, yeah. I just kind of, I was like, you know what, whatever, whatever the price is, I'm going to pay it. I'm going to go. So uh, that's kind of the story in a nutshell. I, I booked the airfare. I flew out. Sunday was when I was supposed to fly out and that turned into a whole, I don't know if you've been paying attention to, uh, the airline industry news right now, but apparently I picked the wrong airline. I picked American airlines and it was a disaster on Sunday. They were canceling thousands of flights. Um, but uh, I ended up getting switched over to United and I made, I made it out there with about five to six hours to spare before the premiere <laughs> started, um, which was, let me tell you a huge relief. I was really nervous for a second that the, airfare situation was going to be the thing that did me in that was going to cause me to miss it um but i made it and i went <laughs> so, yeah. so, so there there it is in a nutshell yeah so did it feel like a real possibility for a time that you were going to miss out yeah i was i was a bundle of nerves on sunday i mean i i sat on a plane the, the biggest problem was i sat on a plane on sunday for like two hours before they decided to deplane and then say oh wait we're not canceling it and then put people back on the plane and then there's like no we're canceling it and they get they deplaned again at that point it was way too late i would have mixed my connection fl connecting flight in uh dallas i think it was and uh so it just became this whole thing of like there's no way I, given going with american airlines there is no way i'm going to make it to new york in time for the premiere um i actually ended up booking a separate one-way flight <laughs> with united to make it there um and that worked out beautifully. Uh, I just had to basically drive home Sunday night, sleep for like four hours, then go back to the airport at like five in the morning on, on Monday uh, to, to fly out there. But yeah, I, I landed at like noon. So the moment I touched, touched down in New York, I was super relieved. <laughs> I was so yeah. nervous for a while there that it wasn't <laughs> going to work out. Yeah, I can imagine. 
yeah, stress, stress not city. To not to mention on top of that, you know, I was talking to John and, you know, I was like, I'm going, I'm going to get as many pictures and do whatever I can, you know, you know, for, for the site. I obviously wanted him to be able to, to, to benefit from everything. So, yes. and we had kind of announced it and told people I was going and I was like, oh man, if the airline is the reason I don't make it now, this is going to be the worst. Yeah. Um, but I made it. So, yeah, it had been disappointing on so many levels. And yes, again, I that would have been, been crushed. Understatement. Yeah. Would have been crushed. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So you, you got to New York and did you um, sort of quickly check into a hotel and get straight to the venue? Uh, yes, yeah, so I checked in. The hotel that I had booked was like 0.4 miles away from the venue, uh, which was Alice Tully Hall in, in uh, the Lincoln Center, I think is what it's called, which is like a hop, skip and a jump from uh, Central Park, which obviously is a very big very, very big park, but uh, people in New York probably know what I'm talking about. Um, so I first thing I did was just kind of like scope it out. So I walked from the hotel up there and, you know, obviously a very straight shot, quick walk, uh, which was nice. So I, I got a few pictures of just they were setting up already by the time I got there. So they already had a bunch of signage outside and uh, a few props they were going to use for the uh, quote unquote fan experience they had set up there. So I took a few photos and then just walked around that general area for a little while and then went back to my hotel to catch a, uh, a nap before <laughs> the mm. premiere because at that point I was running on fumes so yeah, yeah. so uh, what time did you need to get to the venue I guess you allowed plenty of time to sort of mingle and so, get a feel for the atmosphere yeah so it's they, the doors opened at six um, and that's when they were also telling because they were they were letting a certain number of um, Fans could RSVP, you know, for free, but they weren't not they weren't guaranteed entry. So they was just they were going to let a certain number of them in. So people were already starting to line up. Um, but they told people to get there at six, and that's when they started letting people who had invitations in. Um, so I showed up at six, and I was pretty close. I was one of the first like twenty people in, I suppose. Um, right, going in the door and kind of checking out the whole thing they had set up there which was basically like walking through they had this like uh twisty path kind of set up in here and they had all these like uh <laughs> i don't know how to describe them like giant screen prints of uh like wooded area and fake snow all over the ground and uh you kind of wind around and they have uh they they kind of like done these silly recreations of some of the set pieces so they had like the outside of dexter's cabin um where you could take a picture uh, a series of pictures and then you could upload them to I think Instagram or something uh, so that was by myself uh, they were only allowing people in like groups to take photos so they actually put me in with uh, these two nice ladies who I don't have their names in front of me right now one of them actually uh, has a bit part on Dexter I believe um, I'll see if I can find her name before the show is over but um, I took some pictures there and then they kind of walk you around they have like the interior of his cabin set up in like a separate room so they had like a kill table with some props on it so you can like pick things up and take silly pictures or whatever um they had a wall from fred's fish and game they had two people like dressed up as uh like the, the uh, iron lake high school cheerleaders uh walking around and stuff and then the last thing you kind of walk through was a recreation of the inside of Fred's Fish and Game where they had a bunch of like fake guns kind of set up inside a glass case and they had quote unquote employees there to welcome you to the thing and they were and then you hand them a, uh, a voucher and they give you a, a hat 
a, a beanie, a Dexter beanie. Um, and then from there, they kind of like walk you through the gate, uh, through the last door. And then that takes you down into the theater uh, where I took my seat. But outside of that area, they had the red carpet. Um, and because I was there so early, the red carpet hadn't even started yet. Uh, so, so I got there and I was like, do I need to, should I go inside or should I just kind of camp out out here and wait for people, important people to show up? Like what's going on? Um, that's like one of the, that's why one of the first pictures that I posted on Twitter, I was like basically in an empty theater. Yeah, uh, I saw that. <laughs> Cause there was, <laughs> I, I, was like, there. I, I feel like I jumped the gun here. Like the party hasn't even really started. And I'm is like, that's, that's the reason why people always say you never show up at a party when, right when they tell you to, that's the exact reason. Cause I, there yeah. was like nobody in there <laughs> and the, the red carpet was empty. Um, yeah. By the way, the red carpet was like faux. You could probably see it in some of the pictures that, online, but they have like faux, they have like fake snow all over the ground and a bunch of Dexter logos and whatnot. But the actual red carpet itself was, a, was like a blood stain smeared ac- <laughs> across the floor. Uh, nice. Which was, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, so, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell, like going into it and getting ready for the actual screening itself. Um, I eventually kind of like wandered out of the, of the auditorium to see if I could catch um, people coming off the red carpet, uh, which was kind of tricky because they had it closed off. They had like, you know, ropes and obviously people like security guards there stopping people from just walking onto the red carpet and whatnot. But um, I got a few pictures of the actual red carpet thing happening and but most of those pictures that I took with like uh, David Zayas and, and and whatnot were after the screening because they were just kind of hang- people hanging out and talking and stuff, uh, kind of in the red carpet area after the screening was over. Right, right. So um, were they keeping most people back then? You said it sounds like it was cordoned off for all the all the cast and crew to come through and the you know, yeah. The so you could just watch from a distance. I saw one picture. I, I picked out Clyde Phillips in one of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was probably the, the biggest, uh, the biggest person I think I caught in one of those photos because that was literally me. Like I, I stood next to one of the security guys and was like, "Do you mind if I take a picture of the red carpet?" And he was like, "Do it quickly." And I was like holding my camera up over his head, trying to, trying to get a photo, and I was trying to get out of the way because it kind of like bumped up right up against the end of the fan experience. So people that were coming off of the little photo uh, interactive thing were also having to walk past the ex- the the red carpet section so uh i couldn't like clog up that area so i had like a, a couple seconds to like capture a few pictures of the actual red carpet but yeah i saw i could, scott reynolds was on was was there and clyde phillips was there and those were pretty much the two biggest people i think i caught in in those particular photos um, yeah yeah um just go back briefly to the fan experience do you, do you mm-hmm. think they the um the setups that they had there the the cabin and whatnot do you think they were um pieces of the original set that they because they filmed in that part of the states didn't they or not well they filmed in massachusetts which is you know a million miles away i, I want to say south of new york i i don't have the map <laughs> i don't have the map in front of me but i'm pretty sure um uh i mean it's it's close uh but you know, I think the as far as the, the the fake sets they had there, I'm pretty sure they were just kind of uh, I don't want to use the word sheep recreations, but they certainly didn't look like I mean, it was mostly just they had built like um, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this. They had like built like small rooms and it almost seemed like they had just kind of affixed like 
props kind of to the walls because they didn't really want you touching anything. Like there was a refrigerator and somebody asked, like, can I open the refrigerator? And the guy was like, no. <laughs> so um, I, I don't think I mean, the front of the, the, the front of the cabin certainly was just a uh, a recreation because that was literally just a wall with like the 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 front face, the, the front piece of a cabin just kind of like built onto it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, it, it, I don't want to use the word cheap. It was just kind of a silly recreation of, of the sets for people to take, you know, photo opportunities, which was cool. Uh, it, it had a cool atmosphere, cool ambiance, and people were, people were getting excited, especially going into the premiere and kind of knowing, and was getting people kind of hyped up for it. Um, but it was mostly just for silly photo ops. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you're outside there, but uh, watching uh, a bit of the red carpet going on. Did um, did obviously your, it sounds like your photo opportunities were quite limited at that point. Um, yeah, during you, the actual were still able thing to was see, brief. We were you still able to see um, some of the the cast going in. Um, uh, yeah. So well, so they actually were coming in by the time because I think the like the the bigger the bigger names were showing up pretty close to the start of the screening. It was starting to get pretty crowded because uh, more and more people were starting to, to flood into the auditorium. Um, but like the really big names were like among, I, I want to say were like among the last people to walk the carpet to come in. Um, and they came in kind of the side entrance. So my seat was, first of all, I have no idea how I lucked into the seat that I had. Because when I was told I had an invitation and I was on a list, I assumed I was going to be either in the nosebleeds or I was going to be in the breakneck seats, either way in the back or way in the front. Mm. But somehow I was like smack dab in the middle of the theater, kind of leaning towards the left side. But it was like the perfect, like the perfect view of of the screen and everything. But so at that point, I had kind of taken my seat because they were it was getting it was they said it was going to start at 730 and it was like 720 or so. Uh, and I think in that last like 10 to 12 minutes is kind of when a lot of the bigger names were coming off of the red carpet to go into the auditorium. Um, but they kind of flooded in the the side door that was kind of across from me. So I saw Michael C. Hall enter um, and he actually was sitting. Uh, strangely enough, I was like, I was like, I wonder where they make, you know, the actors sit. And he was sitting in the seat in the in the row in front of me, but kind of at the opposite end. So that's that's why like the one picture I got of him is him like. <laughs> way across the hall like pointing at somebody um but yeah they were they were all kind of sitting over in that general general area um but they kind of came in they came into the auditorium like just moments before the actual like uh uh the president of showtime went up went up and spoke first and then clyde phillips came out so like right before the the, the lights dimmed and the president of showtime came out uh that's when they were pretty much flooding in and taking their seats there i guess that makes sense they, they don't want the the stars hanging around too long starting to get yeah wanting out for hot dogs <laughs> and popcorn <laughs> i was i was kind of hoping that that when clyde phillips was on stage i, I was kind of expecting them to kind of like bring the main cast members up onto the stage maybe like just talk about them and introduce them or something so maybe that would i was like that was gonna be my perfect opportunity to get some good photos because i'm mm. in a good spot but that didn't happen um clyde phillips went up there and talked for about five minutes or so uh which was great it was great hearing him talk but pretty much as soon as he was done the lights faded and the, sh the episode started so uh i didn't i didn't get i didn't get the opportunity i was really hoping for there um so most of most of what i got most of what you see on twitter is actually 
happening as we were all flooding out of the theater after the screening. Right, right. So did did Clyde uh, give the same sort of background to the the revival that he's given in interviews already and on the podcast on the wrap up? Uh, yeah, I mean, he talked. He certainly talked about that. He spent quite a bit of time talking about. Um, I mean, the kind of the big point he was trying to drive home was that um, uh, all the right people that needed to say yes to the project said yes. And then he kind of went down a huge list uh, of people who just one after another were like, let's make it happen. And he was like, if any one of those people had said no, this never would have happened. Um, and that, of course, leads right up to, you know, Michael C. Hall and, uh, um, you know, Scott Reynolds and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of what he said up there is stuff that, you know, you've heard him talk about in interviews just in terms of kind of how it came to be and how Dexter is, you know, one of Showtime's, uh, you know, biggest characters, biggest shows and how excited he was to bring it back. Um, and then uh, and then from there, it just, you know, he kind of he did a, he did a little bit. He thanked a bunch of crew members, too, specifically. Uh, he talked he talked he talked a lot about um he was thanking a lot of people, you know, that you don't normally think of or or, or hear come up in conversations about produ- productions like this, like, you know, uh, the assistant AD and like, you know, just all these people that come together to kind of make it happen. And then he talked about um, he specifically wanted to thank the, uh, the prop master and the armorer. And then he was like, and you can probably put two and two together. And he said, I want to take a moment to um, uh, talk about the, uh, oh God, I don't remember her name. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, on, the, on Rust. Is it Rust? Uh, yes, the uh, Rust, the, the the tragedy that happened last week. So he talked about that for a second, and um, and it was like he's like we had. He said on set we had on set for Dexter New Blood we had uh, guns on set almost every day. So I can't. He was like I can't thank you know these people enough for their professionalism and uh, how dedicated people were. And how he's like, he's like, I would show up to the to the set every, you know, every day and I would leave, uh, you know, late at night. But I would but I would know there were crew members that were there hours beyond me just, you know, doing all of this amazing stuff behind the scenes to make this a reality. And um, can't thank you guys enough. And then he had people stand up, too. And that's kind of that, that's where I was able to start kind of like figuring out where I was in relation to, uh, you know, actors and whatnot. Um, yeah. So he would start calling people's name and they would stand up. That's when I took the picture of Michael's. When he finally got to Michael's name, he stood up and I was like, oh, there he is. And that's when he pointed and I got that really terrible blurry picture. Um, it would have been a better picture. My my camera decided to like autofocus on the people who were also whose hands were also in the shot. I think they were like holding their hands up to take a photo. So my phone decided to like focus on them instead. So that sucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you can see it's him. Yeah, and you know that's when I started kind of realizing how many people from the new and the old cast were there. Um, you know, uh, Eric King was there. Uh, uh, um, uh, God, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be messing up names. Uh, Laguerta, sorry, remember uh, Lauren Lauren Velez. Lauren Velez, yes, sorry. Yeah. I knew I was gonna butcher that. I had it. I, I had <laughs> the tip of my tongue. Uh, she was there, and they just had people. Jamie Chung was in the the um, the aisle or the row directly behind me, uh, and uh, the actor who plays Fred Jr. from Fred's Fishing Game uh, was actually like four seats down from me, but I didn't recognize him at first because it's his mask. 
uh, I was like, I think that might be him, but I'm not entirely sure. So when I called his name, he stood up and I was like, ah, I missed my chance to walk over and say hello. But uh, we had an exchange on Twitter this, today, actually, which was nice. He he took a moment to actually respond to my message. I was just, I, I just told nice. him, I was like, look, I, I missed my chance to come up and say hello because I wasn't entirely sure if that was you until it was too late. Um, but uh, he responded back and was very, very nice and said hello and hopes that, you know, I had a good time and enjoyed the show and all that stuff. So that was yeah, nice. That's but... nice. Dissecting Dexter. I kind of have a thing about blood. So the episode aired and uh, and at the end, I guess there was a was there a standing ovation uh, or so, cries or. Um... <laughs> well, there was a lot of uh, a, a cheers <laughs> and applause. Um, what I will say uh <laughs> There were quite a few, you know, obviously I, I'm not going to spoil anything here. I, I am, I'm trying to write a spoiler free review right now. And I, which is, you know, harder than I thought. I've never tried to really write about something like that without specifically spoiling anything, but I'm getting pretty close. I think it's an there art. Were, My hat's off to people like Alan Seppenwall who do it for a living. Yeah. It's yeah. tricky. It's <laughs> tricky. It yeah. Uh, but it's kind of fun trying to navigate those waters. So, um, but but what I can say is just kind of about the the temperature in the room. You know, people are obviously very excited. I mean, people were excited to be there and and to see what it was and 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 see how it com- came together. There were several moments throughout the episode um, that had like what I can only liken to. If you've seen if you've seen the uh, like the Avengers Endgame moment, everybody talks about in the theaters where everybody starts realizing what's happening and starts flipping out. Yeah. Um, there was a few moments that, you know, maybe not on that scale because that was, that was insane, obviously, but like yeah. where the whole theater, you could just hear people like gasping and like freaking out and clapping and, and cheering and stuff. So there were like two or three moments in the, in the entire, um, episode that, that kind of elicited that reaction from the crowd, which was super exciting <laughs> to, to be a part of. Uh, it was like being in a, it was like being at a Dexter watch party, but like a really big Dexter watch party. Yeah. Um, One where Dexter obviously... is actually present. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wonder how weird that is for him sometimes. Yeah. I kept, I kept kind of wanting to like look over at him, but obviously he was too far away. I couldn't really see any, and he's wearing a mask. I couldn't really uh, see. And, and that's one other thing I didn't really mention yet. I was, I was, I was pretty impressed with um, Showtime had a pretty stringent uh, COVID policy like approach and everything keeping everybody safe they were everybody had to have a negative test within two days of going and you had to have proof of vaccination you had to wear a mask and all this stuff which made it really hard to like pick out celebrities but it was also a situation where i felt pretty comfortable (laughs) i was already a little stressed about having flown for the first time in almost two years but being in the actual room i felt really comfortable so props to people at showtime for organizing that It Mm -hmm. it was it was quite good um but yeah, like the just the 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 feeling in the room when the episode was airing was was pretty great, pretty yeah. great all the way around. Yeah, it's it sounds like the you're describing the there's at least a couple of uh, of moments that will that will give fans the feels, shall we say? Yeah. So and just just imagining what that might entail almost almost gives me you know goosebumps as as a as an ardent fan. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, I. I, 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 yeah, I think my, um, and, and to be honest, I, I know this, I knew this was coming at some point, you know, there was going to be a, there was going to be a point where reviews were going to start coming out and the, the, the discourse around it was going to shift a little bit. And I didn't know how big that shift was going to be. 
Um, most of what I've, most of the interactions I've had have been incredibly positive and, um, and it's not even just with the premiere, just before just people excited that I'm excited and excited about the shows coming back and all the stuff, which is great. But like, you know, there's been a few reviews that have come out this week and I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, you know, I, I read this one and it wasn't very positive. What do you think? And, um, I will say this, I walking out of that theater as a fan of the show and obviously maybe a little biased because I'm obviously a huge fan of the show. Um, so I just take it with a grain of salt, I guess, but I don't see if if you're a fan of the show, I can't imagine someone watching the episode I watched last night and not walking out really impressed. That might be a bold statement. I don't know. Um, but you know, I also think about like, previous seasons and like some there's there are some episodes of dexter where i'm like this wouldn't have made a good episode to air at a world premiere because you know it's just not particularly exciting like not a lot of you know theater worthy cheering moments happen in this episode but after watching the first episode i was like i totally understand why they wanted to make a big deal out of this because it was a really great way to bring the show back into the spotlight and it just feels it man it just feels right and i don't know how else to say that because you know there's you know everybody knows or most people know about clyde phillips being involved with the show up until season four and then leaving and then from there it's kind of you know divisive very divisive i think is maybe the the nicest way to put it um and even though I do still enjoy those seasons, I do recognize them as having problems and being very inconsistent in their quality. Um, and I, but I don't think the show, even even in those seasons when I'm enjoying them, I don't. I recognize that there is maybe a little bit of that magic missing, and I've always kind of associated that magic with whatever it is that Clyde Phillips brings to the table. Um, whether it's just his knack for telling this kind of story or having just a good sensibility about, you know, what's a good decision, what's a bad decision, I don't know. But this felt very much to me like seasons one through four. Right, well, uh, and, that's... <laughs> and, and, and in terms of like, in terms of the characterization, the pacing, uh, the narrative choices, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff post season four where I just kind of like, like, I like this. I don't like this so much. And it's just like some of that, sometimes those things don't gel to get like, it's, it's kind of like, it's almost like you're watching two different shows. Like sometimes an episode's like really good and amazing. And then like the next episode, it's like, wow, that took a turn. Yeah. Yeah. And that was I, the roller coaster almost, of those yeah. later seasons. Yeah. And I, I feel like seasons one through four was less of a roller coaster. It was more of a consistent kind of steady delivery of, you know, right quality writing and 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 dialogue and all that stuff and i just feel like all of those things were firing on all cylinders and you know that could change after this first episode i don't know um but the considering the way they shot this and we we know the way they've shot this was you know they basically had this like really elaborate um roadmap for how they were going to film because they were filming i think they said like they were filming scenes from episode 10 and like the first like week of shooting because of the weather and they were trying to get a bunch of stuff for they were filming exterior stuff up front 
and then doing exterior stuff in the summer months when it was hotter so they could you know because you could it's easier to disguise the change in weather that way um so, so i remember in an interview with michael c hall he said like one day and you know back in i don't remember what it was like january they were filming a scene and then he walks through a door and they didn't even pick up and film the other part of that scene of him coming through the door until like four months later and like just knowing that they they broke it up like that and they shot it it's like it it, it seems to me they had to have a, a really elaborate plan for this and that oh yeah because of that they had to kind of shoot everything the same um yeah so I'm, I'm pretty confident that the quality and in, in, in terms of the way the show is edited and and produced, I think, is going to stay pretty consistent. Um, and as far as the writing goes, this first episode was pretty great, pretty great. <laughs> is it from, did Clyde Phillips write this first episode? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I, I, someone could fact check me on that. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw that he wrote the first episode and the last episode. And then obviously he it was involved in the writing for everything in between, but I'm pretty sure he was I, I want I want to say he was the 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 lead or if not only writer for the begin the first and last episode. Yeah, so obviously he would have um, he would have been in charge of the writers room uh, with with presumably Scott Reynolds as his right hand yeah. man, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and then and then a, a, a additional writers to pick up the slack for the rest of the season i'm sure scott will have written a couple of episodes mm-hmm. um yeah. and by the way i had I've... a chance i had a chance to meet scott for the first time uh Excellent. last night which was which was really great he's always uh he, you know he's very welcoming very nice on twitter but it was cool to actually introduce myself and 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 say hi and um I, you know i told him i was there for dexter daily and i was i'm occasionally a guest on dissecting dexter and i was like with gareth and he's like oh gareth and he said gareth was great on the podcast luke was like i know it was great so we had a little moment there that was really cool where we all kind of he realized who i was and in relation to it was like six degrees of kevin bacon kind of thing which was nice uh and you know and then he and then he he asked me genuinely like you know what did you think and i had a chance to just give him immediate feedback and just tell him what i thought so that was that was very cool, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great, great little moment. I feel like that's, I had. That's so. really nice. Yeah, and that's not. Uh, it's nice for him as well to get that immediate feedback from yeah. someone who's clearly a, a long-term devoted fan. And he and, seemed and that, genuinely. That means more genuinely, than a critic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he seemed genuinely interested in in hearing my my honest feedback, and so I I, I did my best to give him what I could in the short amount of time that I had because he was in the middle. He was talking to some other folks there, so I didn't want to take take too much of his time but you know it was cool to just have a, a quick little chat and introduce myself so oh that's brilliant yeah he um he, he was he came across like a really cool guy when when uh, i did the podcast with him uh, he seems really nice and, and yeah. he's offered to come on uh to setting dexter for new blood awesome that's so, awesome. He's, uh, we'll, he's an easy guy we'll to talk to <laughs> yeah First, let me tell you going into this whole thing i think maybe the thing i was the most nervous about was just like if if for some reason i'm in an i'm in a position where it's like i have to meet michael c hall not that i'm saying i would have to be forced to meet michael c hall but like whoo what do you what do i what do i do like what do i like, what do i say <laughs> um fortunately and unfortunately that didn't happen um but you know it's one of those situations where it's like, I have no idea what I'll say. I could embarrass the crap out of myself, but I'm going to take the opportunity if it presents itself, because when else will I have the chance? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't. But, you know, 
it was it was cool to think think about it for a little bit. But the, the I was very happy to meet the number of people that I did meet um, after the screening. So as brief as they the, it was it was to meet you know like David Zayas and Eric King and stuff. It was it was it was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so about that. So when the episode finished and, and the applause had died down, did everybody just mm-hmm. pile out altogether or did, did the stars leave first? You know, how did uh, everybody kind of, as far as I could tell, shuffled out together, um, you know, from opposite sides of, of the theater. Um, as you can imagine being in a room with Michael C. Hall and it f- full of Dexter fans, he was kind of immediately swarmed. <laughs> Um, which made it pretty much impossible to get to him in any real sense. Um, and and a lot of the celebrities were pretty were kind of whisked away to because they had a bunch of buses lined up outside to take them to the after party. Uh, in fact, it, I've had a few people comment on the photo I got with Eric King because it seemed they were like it's kind of a funny photo. I was like, funny you mentioned that is because I didn't I walked past Eric King. He's coming the opposite direction, and I was like, holy crap. Here's my chance to get a picture with Dokes. And somebody had already stopped him. And he was like, it's got to be quick. It's got to be p- quick. And he took a picture with them. And I was like, I was like, Mr. King, I am so sorry. Can we do this really quickly? He was like, sure, just just walk, walk. Don't even talk. Just walk. And we just took the photo like literally mid stride. And then he was off to the after yeah. party because those buses were were getting ready to leave. Um but uh, but still, you know, he he was he was very nice about it. He was just, you know, he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm in a huge hurry." But yes, absolutely, let's take the picture. Um, yeah. And I, I I spotted uh Lauren Velez outside of she was getting into a car to go to the after party, but she was kind of swarmed with people as well. So I, uh, it was one of those situations where it's like I got to patiently kind of wait for my turn to see if I I'm gonna have a chance. But at some point, she kind of had to cut it off and be like, "Sorry, I got to get in this car and go." Um, so I didn't get that photo either which was kind of a bummer right. but um she was taking pictures with other people which was which was very nice of her uh mm. and then i spotted um uh david zayas on the red carpet and oh i spotted aster on the, i don't i don't remember her name her real name off the top uh, of my head christine but, robinson is it yes Christina? that's the one she walked by yeah. me and i was like holy crap was that aster <laughs> <laughs> it was weird um that one just like slap in the face i didn't had no idea um, and then, uh, David Magidoff, Magidoff, the guy who plays, uh, uh, Teddy in this, in the new season, he was oh, also he, very nice. He's wearing a pink suit or something. Yes. A purple suit. Yes. Yeah. Has the, has the, he still has the Teddy mustache and the, <laughs> the pink suit. Um, he took a picture with me. He was very nice. Um, I probably butchered his last name. I don't have that in front of me either, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, I'm sorry. Hey, um, I, I've I've not heard of him before. What, what else has he been in? He was he was in a show on I want to say Apple TV. I'm gonna I'm gonna IMDb it now because I, I, I it's gonna drive me crazy. I've seen him in something before, but I don't remember what it was. Hold that thought. Uh, David David Majidoff. Um, let's see, he was in. Uh, the morning show, I think, is kind of the thing he's the most known for right now. Okay, that's a pretty big show on Apple. Yeah. So he's been in quite a few episodes of that. And then a few other things I'm not familiar with. And then a bunch of episodes of Dexter New Blood. So yeah. that's cool. <laughs> uh, he's very nice. And uh, Michael Michael 
Creighton was the guy who plays Fred Jr. He's the one uh, who responded to me on Twitter. He was very, very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There were a few. Uh, there, were, I did. Jack Alcott was there. I did not get a chance to see. I didn't even see him, honestly. Uh, I saw pictures of him, but somehow I missed him in there. Even though he was very easy to spot because he had these very identifiable, like long sleeve gold uh, sleeves. Um, but I didn't. I never spotted him. Weird, weirdly enough. But yeah, there were a yeah. few. Uh, you know, Jennifer Carpenter was strangely absent. That's kind of a bummer. She um, just not there at all because I've not seen yeah. any pictures of her. Yeah, she was not there. Um, and, you know, that she could be for wrong. any number of reasons. It might have been a scheduling mm-hmm. thing, but, you know, she, she wasn't there. Um, uh, Clancy Brown wasn't there as far as I know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, I guess um, once once people had got on board the buses, did, did everything kind of naturally sort of fizzle out <laughs> the venue there. Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Pretty much as soon as they had all the celebrities on the, on the on the buses and they started to move, it, everybody was like, okay, what now? And then everybody just started to, <laughs> to dissipate and go their separate directions. And that's when I yes. was like, time to go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was feeling pretty good about myself at that point. I was like, I, you know, I met some folks. I, I talked to a few people, got some good pictures and uh, got to watch an episode together with the cast and crew and it was cool i was actually i uh, i was directly i don't really know who i was directly surrounded by kind of behind me to my right, immediate right immediate left i was kind of flanked by a bunch of people who have smaller parts on new blood apparently i don't think any of them were in the first episode but i think a lot of them play like um some some of the high school students or something that are going to come up in future episodes um okay. and actually there was a there was a man standing sitting next to me um who now that i think about it looked pretty familiar uh but showtime tweeted a picture of him from the red carpet and i was like he's not on dexter but he must be from one of showtime's other big shows and i have no idea who he was i even talked to him for a second i had no idea but uh he's wearing a uh, like a purple suit with like a a oh man if you look at showtime's most recent tweets from today they had a bunch of random um photos from of people who are not on dexter that were at the, at the premiere and he was one of them um i wish i knew who he was <laughs> yeah i'm gonna tell it <laughs> not now <laughs> i'm scrolling but it was cool <laughs> pregnant but, pause while i while i browse twitter <laughs> yeah but it, yeah, it was right. overall it was a very it was a very cool night i you know it was it was absolutely you know you know for someone like me who's obviously very excited for this i would say it was absolutely worth flying to new york for less than 24 <laughs> 24 hours yeah um it was supposed to be you know a two-day trip for me like i was supposed to have basically an entire day and even part of the night before to walk around new york city and explore i was going to walk to like new york Times or uh, uh Times square uh and kind of see what's going on there but i just didn't have the time to do it unfortunately but it was still it was still an incredible experience so yeah yeah it was an experience that that money couldn't buy <laughs> yeah and again i gotta give a shout out to to john at dexter daily he obviously he was very bummed that he could not make it and you know as excited as i was to jump on the opportunity i felt i felt bad that i was taking what could have been somebody else's uh seat but i guess i say i suppose at the end of the day it's you know it's either going to nobody or i can take it so hey, screw uh, those I guys did. it was your seat 
<laughs> but uh times like this think selfishly but, but john, john was you know i mean like you said he was based in in greece but he was i don't even know what time it was over there during the i think he said it was like four in the morning by the time the actual screening was was done but he was up the yeah. entire time like we, we were messaging uh through twitter and whatnot so uh i gotta thank you john for for allowing me to go in your stead uh i hope i was able to contribute in some way to the content over at Dexter Daily, and I hope it was worth it. So yeah, it definitely. certainly was for me. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to John at, at DexterDaily.com, where he mm-hmm. uh, he he does a, a sterling job of uh, of posting something every day about yeah, Dexter. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I I get almost uh, I get almost all of my n- news related to to Dexter. I, there was, you know, there's one. I think I think somehow he is like more up to date, more informed than. Than Showtime is at some point. It feels like um, I've been following. I started following Dexter Daily back when the show was originally airing. I think he. I think he started it when like season six was running or something. Um, so he's you know he's he's on top of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it was a yeah. great resource. So it was cool to see it kind of like <laughs> light back up when when New Blood was announced. So yeah, and he's he's kept the ship afloat through the uh, yeah. the lean the lean years. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah. like I said, I'm going to be doing a, a, a spoiler free review that I'm almost done with. I did a lot of writing on the flight today because I uh, I had some, t- some downtime. And uh, and then after the, sh- the episode actually airs, I'm going to do a, like a spoiler fill, kind of like breakdown recap and talk about my actual thoughts regarding the actual events of the episode. Uh, so th- those will be out short. That'll be out shortly after the episode airs next Sunday. Right, excellent. You know, it's something something to look forward to. Although I shan't be reading on Sunday, obviously. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> uh, so does it air for you on the eighth? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's ten p.m. I read. So it's oh quite wow. Late. Um, so if my wife stays awake uh, through <laughs> the whole of the episode, she'll be doing well. Um, but hopefully it will be so good that um, uh, it keeps her. <laughs> keeps well, her I, I do. I do. I do hope you'll enjoy it as as a. As a fan of the show, I, it was, it was, and you know, part of my enthusiasm could also be just kind of the environment that I was in. But just the more I think about the events of the episode and how it was cut together, and and just the joy of watching it, I was, I was, I was so happy with the way it turned out. Especially after just months and months and months of kind of waiting since they announced the revival, and then it's just kind of like play the waiting game, see what happens. It's it's yeah. cool to kind of see the a piece of the final puzzle. Um, so I, I spoiler spoiler alert for my review. I'm I'm quite positive on it. Well, yeah, that, that's certainly for me. That's really encouraging to hear, and I, I obviously trust your judgment and, and have confidence that if you say either it's, way, it's, I, I, it's look I, I look forward to having conversations. I look forward to having conversations with with you guys about it after it airs, one way or the other. I, it's it's going to be fun to have those those talks again it certainly will yeah and it, it certainly sounds like whatever happens over the course of the coming weeks it sets off on the right foot and yeah um, and that's something to to be excited that, that about. first impression that first impression was going to be very very important so like yes the stakes were really really high given how the, the original show ended um and i i think this leaves a pretty pretty positive first impression brilliant yeah so uh yeah we should we should feel uh we should feel optimistic then 
um, for, for for next next weekend and, and next Monday night in the UK, um, and, I, and I think it airs at a bit later in other other countries. I think John's yeah. been posting on on his website about um, when it premieres in countries around Europe, and yeah. obviously he'll have a vested interest in Greece. Um, yeah. I'm sure he'll 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 ensure there's a way of uh, of watching it as soon as uh, humanly possible. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you, Nick, for, for sharing yeah. your your experiences. And I'd be lying yeah, if absolutely. I um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't um, massively jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. I think you it would have. I think it would have been. I think it would have been so cool. I mean, it's one of those things where you know I was like, oh, why why is everybody I talk to about Dexter live overseas? Um, it was one of those situations where I was like, it would have been so cool to like meet up with some of the guys that I talk to on a regular basis about this, but you know, I I can totally understand why flying across the ocean to go to that premiere is probably not feasible for a lot of people. So yeah. And it's such um, short notice as well. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's a miracle that I made it work on such short notice. So yeah. Yeah, and 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 lucky for us that that you were there to be able to relate your your experiences. I I don't know if there's anywhere else uh, that any anyone would be able to pick up such a, a, a detailed first-hand account of you know the ins and outs of of the experience of a of, of an audience member at the premiere. So um so thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely, my um, Twitter has never been more engaged in my life. <laughs> Just endless alerts. Yeah. For the past 24 oh, hours, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm eating it up, but, you know, I, shout out to anybody who, you know, tweeted at me or, or or just sent me a message of encouragement or, you know, or what have you. It, it was great to hear from anybody and everybody last night because I was kind of, I was nervous and excited. So I felt yeah. like I kind of had the entire <laughs> Dexter community in my pocket to kind of keep me grounded, <laughs> which was nice. Excellent. Yeah. And as, and, yeah, I'm sure we were all there with you in in spirit. Um, any anyone listening who um, who wants to check out some of your photos and comments from the night, uh, your Twitter handle is at your host uh, Nick. Your host Nick, uh, and I and uh, I believe John's been posting some of them on DexterDaily.com as well. But yeah, if you want to see the pretty much all of them, I got pretty much everything I took last night is on Twitter at this point, unless it was a terrible photo, <laughs> of which there were a few. Yeah, I posted the awful photo of Michael C. Hall because it's Michael C. Hall and I was the only one I got. So, yeah. But. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Just to prove he was there and I saw him. He was in the room. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for, for coming on, Nick. And, and so soon after you've touched down from uh, what was obviously, thankfully, a, a less arduous journey than your your trip out to New York um, 24 mm. hours or so earlier uh, yeah yeah Absolutely. so um and, and we'll, we'll we'll look forward to reading your um your reviews and recaps um on dexter daily and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you uh on on dissecting dexter uh, through the season oh you'll be well. hearing from me <laughs> brilliant i'll look forward to it i didn't want to presume because <laughs> you'll be a, you'll be a busy chap writing I your am, own reviews <laughs> i am always on the lookout for any opportunity to talk talk shop about dexter so yeah whenever well, you whenever plenty. you want my friend <laughs> thank you yeah well there'll be plenty of opportunities uh, coming up over the next next few weeks i assume it'll run into the new year won't it mm-hmm. yeah, the, probably have the, a break for christmas assuming they don't skip a week i think the last episode is supposed to air on january 9th here anyways 
Right. Okay. It'll fly by, I'm sure. Even with yeah. with podcasting. The, the, the first thought that. I had after the the screening end was, "Damn, there's only nine left." <laughs> well, yeah. Well, hopefully there'll be some some good stuff to uh, to talk about, and I'm sure there will. Uh, lots of um, lots of hijinks, Dexter style. And, and and I loved your comment about the vibe of the episode taking you back more to seasons one to four rather than five to eight. And I'm sure that. That is a lot. A lot of that is down to Clyde Phillips. Yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, there's every reason to be to be excited and optimistic, uh, even more so after your comments. So, so thank you ever so much. And very uh, welcome. We'll look forward to hearing from you in uh, in the next in the next few days with your review and uh, and ongoing through the season. Sounds good. Want to end up on my table? Email dissecting Dexter at gmail.com It's so nearly here. It's like the anticipation for Christmas, isn't it? Dexter style. My thanks again to Nick for giving up an hour of his time to talk with us about his experiences of that tremendous night that he had there in New York with the great and the good of the Dexter world. We'll be back with Dissecting Dexter in a few days. It's so nearly here, isn't it? I can't wait. Although we couldn't be part of that premiere night with Nick, we will all be able to be a part of the conversation, talking about the the new season over the coming weeks. And I welcome any and all of your feedback, questions, comments, criticisms, whatever it may be that you want to share with the uh, the rest of the listeners. You can send your comments to dissectingdexter at gmail.com where you can also send uh, a voice recording, MP3 file. And uh, and I'll be very happy to hear from you. Let's get the conversation going again. Uh, we've already got a few of the old community coming back out of the woodwork to uh, to regroup and regather, get back together again to, uh, to talk about this new season. It's going to be good. And, and from what Nick was telling us, it sounds like certainly that first episode has shades of, of the, uh, the heyday of Dexter. And uh, it sounds like it's going to be a good one. So fingers crossed. Let's dive in. So I'll uh, I'll be back in a few days with the uh, the regular uh, dissecting Dexter style review type recap come list of feedback type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll be back. Let's get dissecting some Dexter again. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.